Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 293 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Roger Lachai, and my co-pilot this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos Buarguayo. The man that I call the king of all pods, Mr. King Tom Chansky. What is up? Hey, uh, how's it going? It's going great. Awesome. The man that I call Les Gonzalez. What's up, Les? Not much. Here we are on another Wednesday. Recording it up. Another hump day. (laughs) The man I call El Hombre, Eric Struthers. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Everything is coming up, Struthers. Fantastic. And last but not least, the man with many faces, Randy, how are you doing? Doing well, man. How about you? I'm doing great. Randy was messing around uh, earlier (laughs) with some uh, faces. Because he got some crazy deep fake uh, program on his Amiga. Uh, can you let people know what the hell that is, Randy? Because you scared the shit out of us. Uh, Les wasn't even looking at the screen. It's a program called uh, Deep Face Live, and it uh, does real time uh, deep fakes using like a webcam, and it just matches like landmarks on your face to uh, synthesize someone else's. Yeah. So you were Elon Musk, which was really scary. You were Tom Cruise. You started off being Tom Cruise, and it scared the shit out of us. Stallone, and even Margot Robbie. You look pretty good as Margot Robbie, I'm not going to lie. Eric, you're not feeling too well. Your voice sounds a little congested. Worried about you? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm on the backside of it. I had the the crappy cold where I went ahead and dragged myself to work when I felt super bad and then stayed home today when I felt much better. You know, that's what you do. If you're going to stay at home, you might as well enjoy it. Right. But I'm good. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to have to be because I got a gig Saturday. I got to sing a bunch. Oh, okay. King Tom, how you doing? I, I'm fine. Dandy. You know, Weezer has a new song out today. They have an album coming out. I saw Sunday, that. So Very I'm cool. Pumped. What's the album going to be called? Is it a color? Uh, uh, no, it's spring. So they're doing four out, four, like seven song albums throughout this year, at the begin, dropping at the beginning of each season. Oh, okay. A little Vivaldi. Yeah, something. Yeah, it is inspired. It they he said he took some inspiration from v- Vivaldi. So I'm looking oh, forward shit. to this. It sounds nice. uh, very interesting. Oh, you really cool. like that last uh, classical album, the Okay there. Human one. Yeah, I yeah. really really enjoyed that. Oh, so this should be this yeah. should be right up your alley. I think so. 
I'm excited cool. for Elf Scorcho personally. But. Elf, yeah, he's uh, he's going. He's taking on a persona for each season, and uh, oh. the one for spring is he's got like elf ears. I yeah, saw, I saw the, the picture. picture yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, very cool. Is it going to be like a D and D character? I think so. Nice. Hmm. How about is it like how about that new game that you're playing, Eric? Is it like that? Is, do they have elves in that game? Um, I don't know, man. Everything in there kills me, so I try to not look <laughs> at it too much. I've been playing <laughs> Elden. I've been oh, playing Elden yeah. Ring, and I got to tell you something. I play a lot of Xbox. Mm-hmm. This game is so hard, and it I. Really is. I'm like figuring a couple things out like, oh, wait, you don't have to do this by yourself. And mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, oh, my gosh, I have never had my ass handed to me so bad. <laughs> it feels so good when you overcome something that's been fucking handing you your ass. Well, so like I was telling everybody, you guys remember the phenomenon that like things would get burned into your screen if they were on the screen too long. Yeah. I'm yes. worried that you died. It's going to be burned <laughs> oh, into my screen because it's on the screen so constantly all the there. time. That's you funny. died. Thanks for the reminder. It's so slow and just drawn out. That's funny. Yeah, yeah it's rough, man. It's, it's so you, you can't see this becoming a movie. Uh, not, not of my playthrough. <laughs> not, not on your <laughs> Oh man, Oz has it, been really into that game, and he got me to pick it up. And I, I don't, I want to play with him on Discord, and I imagine he's pretty far into it. But it's, I imagine that would probably be a fun game to. It would alleviate some of the stress of just playing it in general. I've said many a bad word down here <laughs> by myself. Just, oh, it's hard. There's a lot of that's. Come on. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, at least you're playing it. Yeah. Well, you know what's extra cool, man? A listener of the Bad Motivators got it for me, sent me the digital (laughs) code. That's phenomenal. Yeah, man. It's pretty great. So my next big ask is for um, a Mac (laughs) studio. You know, I figure that's just one step away from a video game. You should just ask for a Tesla and just do it. I already asked Elon Musk when he was here. Before, <laughs> That's know. true. He said should, no. We He's should like, record his right. ass and go to a dealership and say, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> your, boss, me, your boss said yes. You need to give me one of those. Yeah. Man, if all you want is a Mac, that's pretty small. We have a yeah. pretty good community here. Yeah. That is true. Star Wars community. <laughs> that and is so true. When you come and see my band play in May, uh, mm-hmm. whoever buys me this Mac Studio, you could bring mm-hmm. it and give it to me in person. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, that'd be right. That would be so cool of them. Yep. Yeah, it'd mm. be neat. I'm excited. I'm really excited for you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Abu, how you doing? You went to Vegas? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yes, I did go to Vegas. Did go to Vegas. It's a little, little chilly over there. A little chilly, but uh, you know it's nice. It's Vegas is nice in the off season, you know, not summertime, and when it's warm, it's a little bit emptier, emptier. So it's you walk around more. The strip isn't as packed, so it's nice. Um, went to Circus Circus. Don't recommend that. Don't, Don't do ever it. Go back. Don't ever go to Circus Circus, guys. If you haven't been to Vegas in like thirty years and you have these fantasies that Circus Circus was this really cool thing for your kids, completely not. It's it was fucking. Was yeah, it was thirty years ago. But Circus Circus is dog shit. Like when you walk in, it smells like like you walked into a um, hospice. Oh yeah. wow! So it does. It's awful. It's, it's like it's like a relic of 
one of the short-lived Vegas transitions where they tried to like mm-hmm. appeal to families, and now that yeah. is not relevant whatsoever. They just don't give <laughs> no. a fuck, dude. You're right. There's like right. there's like properties around it that are dilapidated. Oh, it's and just bad. not it's just it's just so sad. So yeah, don't do that. Just don't go. There are plenty of other things around Vegas to do. Speaking of something I had never done, they have a mob museum. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. I know. Oh, 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 oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I thought you were gonna talk about something off the strip a little bit. No, 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 no. Let's not go there. No, no. They have a mob museum. Like mm-hmm. actual like organized crime museum. Right, right. Awesome. Is it? Highly recommend it. Highly Bugsy, recommend Bugsy Siegel stuff in there? Everybody. Wow. Everybody you can think of the beginnings of organized crime in America, where it, how it started, where it started, the reasons for it. I mean, wow. very well done. It's like a three-story building that used to be a, a courthouse. Three-story okay. building used to be a court. Yeah, no, four because they have a basement. In the basement, it has a speakeasy at the bottom, or you know, in it. Awesome, awesome tour. Very a speakeasy. Cool. Oh, that's yeah, cool. yeah. What was the highlight? Ooh, uh, probably for me, probably the they had like a a Vegas specific thing of how because that's something that nobody really in Vegas wants to talk about, and nobody really has talked about how the mob kind of started vegas kind of thing so they they have a thing where it's like this is all the stuff and this is why and this is the transition from Mm -hmm. mobsters to corporations and stuff like that so i thought that was pretty cool because you know that's something i would i would like to know more about you've seen casino right yes yeah exactly yeah just casino but just expanded Yeah, yeah so that was pretty cool yeah no i highly recommend it i i went in there with low expectations blew my mind blew my mind oh, very well, well cool. done awesome awesome yeah so I, I had a good time in vegas uh you know ate a ton of food ate at a buffet so yeah had a blast very cool man i went to new york over the weekend oh, you and one up me huh yeah, yeah i mean I, yeah, i'm sorry yeah. took a flight to new york took your niece um for her birthday it was me lorraine and your niece and we had a great time but it was freezing balls it was like I mean, it, it was co- so cold that even New York New Yorkers were pissed. Like they were like, "It's March. <laughs> it should not be twenty four degrees and snowing." Uh, so it was that was the first day. But then it, it was about forty to thirty five to forty five the rest of the weekend, which is okay. I'll deal with that. That's not a problem. Um, but had a great time. Man. We met up with Fernando, our friend Fernando, and uh, we went to Brooklyn Bowl. That was a lot of fun. Terrible bowler, Fernando. Well, Fernando. <laughs> Bowled a 42. And it, that's hard to do in bowling. That's like He was practicing all year for that match. That's how bad it was. It's like he purposely <laughs> wanted to be bad. Um, <laughs> that was with bumpers. Just kidding. It wasn't with bumpers. I was about to say my gut. Could you imagine? But sure uh, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we had a lot of fun. It was cool. Uh, got to see Wicked. Went to that musical. That was a uh, great time. Great time. Okay, Randy, other than the facelift, uh, you're doing good? Facelift, yeah. The facelift is going great. Okay, I'm good. Hoping I won't need another one for a while. Um, got celebration tickets this week. That was yes. awesome. Awesome. That's fantastic. They, uh, Kick Tom sent me something about them wanting podcasters on a podcast stage or something. So I filled out a whole thing about uh, our podcast. And they wanted, <laughs> they wanted something positive that our podcast has done for the community. So I lied. We and then, the podcast. yeah, exactly. And also, they wanted three great podcasts. 
So I sent them three episodes of Blue Harvest. Sending <laughs> this American life. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, you know, we get through. But uh, it'll be, have you it'll be have you been to the podcast stage? Mm-mm. Uh, I don't even know what it is. No, just, it's, just, just, it's just rooms with live podcasts going on. Eric, I just want to get in free, man. <laughs> what no, happened? no, no. They won't. You don't get in free if you make no, it to yeah, the podcast I, stage. Yeah. Oh, really? No, they don't. Yeah. You, you just. Fuck. You. They yeah. give you a time slot, and you go in and you do a live podcast. And guess when it'll be? It'll be during one of the big panels. Congratulations! Oh, yeah. oh, Your that. time is right now. I'm gonna politely deny that request. <laughs> have you guys ever done a, uh, done a panel at any of these? I have not. No. Just uh, after show panels like the uh, steel stuff, but that's it. I did a podcasting one one time and that was fun. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. I had never imagined I would do a, a Star Wars panel, but it was cool. That yeah, was in Orlando, fun. right? Yeah, that was Orlando. Yeah, I was there. Oh, for I, that. I, I was there. I didn't go to that. I must have found something better. Of to course do. you didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I honestly I wish I would have known. That'd have been rad. Like I don't know how willing I am to stay in like squid game level lines. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think if there's the lottery, there's no waiting in line. Yeah, I'm good with that. So here's the here's the beauty of that. Okay, because of like FOMO, I stayed up both nights in Orlando. Me too. And slept like an hour during each day. It was rough, but I was able to you know pull it out with just the right amount of caffeine and and sheer willpower. Oh man! But (laughs) if they had done that in Chicago, where they had the overnight lines, because there's the possibility. (sighs) I would have done it, but by eliminating that, even though I didn't get in any of the panels and I thought that was annoying because they should have staggered it to where you didn't have people with none yet, but you had people with four. Yeah, that was that, bullshit. Th- that was <laughs> whatever. King Tom. Yeah. Screw you, King Tom. <laughs> whatever. Between yeah, you and those friggin Australians coming over here and stealing all my panels. I um, think someone said it. Thank goodness for my friend, Emily Lynn hooking me up with the phantom menace panel but it turns out she dodged a huge bullet not going to that thing but (laughs) anyhow (laughs) anyhow my whole point is that by eliminating the chance of getting in it was much easier to stomach that than having to stay all night because if i knew i could get in by doing the due diligence i would have done it and been freaking miserable the whole time mm-hmm. exactly because yeah. that's it's too much man it to is too it much two nights in a row oh yeah that's crazy that we did uh, boo and i and lorena didn't do two nights we did one night because we got there late uh so we did the <laughs> second night that's the first night i met randy met you randy that night oh and, yeah that was cool, and i had right yeah, Florida. And poor Lorena, her idea was like, hey, I'll just come for about an hour with you guys and then I'll just take a little cab back or an Uber back or whatever it was. And she ended up staying the entire night. Um, I was shocked she stayed. I, me too. Me too. That was but, when the kids ugh. in front of us in that cattle, the cattle shoot, right? right? They get in there and blow up these huge air mattresses and like Those start taking up all our space. And Colleen was like, hey, Junior. Yeah. Move along, and the kid was like, "You guys need to be quiet. I'm gonna get some sleep between these panels tomorrow." Let me tell oh, you what I had PTSD just the other day. Somebody at work is like, "Are they doing the sleepover lines?" I'm all no, and they're like, "Didn't wasn't there a problem with like these lightsaber battles?" And I was like, "Oh, you motherfucker! Don't bring that those up. motherfuckers! Oh. Listen, if you're one of those motherfuckers, dude, I have no. Pro- I'm gonna say this again. I said this four years ago." 
I have no problems with you and your fucking lightsabers. I get it. It's cool to fucking have a beautiful lightsaber. I wish I had one too. But move somewhere else in the 500 yards that you had in that fucking convention center, not next to somebody's fucking ear at it three in the morning. You little like motherfuckers of an airplane hanger. Yes. And yeah. they are like on top of you doing yes. a lightsaber fight. And the entire I, other half was cordoned off and empty. Yes. Exactly. Empty. Yeah, it was a lot. And they're cheering and shit. It's cool, dude. That's whatever makes and you it happy. It doesn't end. If you think it, it ends, ends, you're wrong. It doesn't end. The only joy I got out of that is seeing those motherfuckers break their lightsabers and the look on their face because they know they just fucking spent four hundred dollars on those fucking things and it well, just it, snaps in half. It's so funny because like, they're using like guys. master, you know, the, yeah. the Hasbro black <laughs> yeah. series ones, and it's like those aren't meant for dueling. No, uh, they're not, dude. Here's one of the rough things while we're talking about celebration at especially specifically Orlando uh, because the second night when we stayed overnight, they said that there would be um, vending and food. Okay. Oh well, all those all those uh, little they were there food carts shut down overnight. Yeah, they were there. They were closed, and, and they had and they had the air, the air conditioning or the heat set to fifty five degrees. So it was fifty five degrees in there with the air handlers running full time. The fans never stopped, and the, all the vending machines. I remember I'm dying for some water by the end of this, and I go stand in this long ass line. And I'm watching and I'm getting closer and closer. And there's finally it's down to three people for two guys in front of me and me. And I look and there's three bottles of water. And I'm like, thank God. The no. dick in front of me buys two. And I'm like, <laughs> ah! at that point, it's like, come on, dude. That's like, fucked up. Of us actually in line. Yeah. That's fucked up. No, yeah, double dude. I was, I was livid. How much? How much do you think that he actually bought it because he wanted or needed to, or did he just like I'm gonna take the last one? How, no, how, like, how dick. A percentage. What do you think that he's like? I'm gonna take it because I can, or I need it. I don't know, man. That's tough to say. Either way, though, that's a dick move when you have. Two it people is. Left it, that's mm -hmm. that's yeah. what I'm wondering. Did he do it on purpose, or he's like, yeah, I really need these two bottles? Yeah. No, he did it on hard. purpose. That piece of. Fire. I was devastated. You know, never mind. I'm just going into story time now. And actually, we could do a pretty, whole podcast about this it. This is a pretty funny story. Years and years ago, man, I may have told this story on the show, and if I have, I apologize. I My bank had one of the ATMs. It's just like on the face of the building outside. There's no vestibule. And mm. a, another car and I pull up at the exact same time. <laughs> and we're looking at each other. And I get out, and I start walking towards the thing. And I, like, take my right foot and just drag it along behind me like I've got this real bad limp. <laughs> I've and they just stop and let me go up there. And I'm like, boop, 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 boop. But I get my money and I turn around and I just walk normal back to the oh. car. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that. Dude, That's they were great. actually pretty cool about it. Their face at first. And then they oh, started yeah. laughing. And oh, like, I would laugh too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's phenomenal. Oh, oh this is a little, little flashback, a little moment here for us. It's kind of, kind of fun. Let's talk box office and shenanigans. Forget about the shenanigans. You guys know how to get fucking reach us. Just reach us. The box office, though, the Batman, $65.5 million. Pretty good. Uncharted, still doing some money, $9.3 million. Uh, BTS, permission to dance on stage. Wow. $6.8 million. Dog, 5.2. Spider-Man No Way Home, still 
four point one million dollars, and still it's out doing like on digital. Like it's out much. on digital, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and but I believe the Batman has reached almost four three hundred eighty million, four hundred seventy million worldwide. That makes it the I believe the second most uh, profitable movie since the pandemic. Yes, yes, that's right. No Way Home is number one, and also The King's Man did really well. Oh, so yeah. So yeah. let's, let's not like, forget. $78? 70 let me look. Hold on. Nah, 82 Oh, wow. No, they must have had a strong week. Yes, they did well this week. They did well. Uh, so there's your box office. Things we watched. I, on the plane, got to watch House of Gucci. And I also watched Roadrunner, which is the Anthony Bourdain documentary, um, which um, was really good. Very, very good. The uh, House of Gucci, I thought it was phenomenal too. Uh, I thought the, it, the acting was really well done. Jared Leto, who I'm not a huge fan of Jared Leto, he made me laugh every single time he opened his mouth. He was phenomenal. I highly recommend it. Boo, did you see House of Gucci? No, all? I wanted no? to. Oh, I think I your parents to. saw it. Yeah, I, I recommend it. It's Ridley Scott. You know you're going to get a good movie. Yeah, uh, the cast is great. And, and Pacino does his typical fucking yelling. She's got a great ass. You know, you can get one of those or one or two of those. Right, um, right. Yeah. Jeremy Irons is in it. Leto's in it. Lady Gaga. Great. These guys are just typing shit on the chat room to fucking throw me off and it's working. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Anybody else Shouldn't watch anything? Kick, kick Tom, did you watch anything? Um, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, okay. I get into that. Um, yeah, how is that? I, 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 you know, I really like it. Oh, okay. I didn't know if I would or not, but yeah, I started watching from the beginning with my wife, and we really like it. It's, it's entertaining, and you know, it's it's done by Mike Schur, who did Parks and Recreation, The Office, and oh, I didn't know that. I might like it better than The Office if you had to, you know, wow, three of those, and probably really? because I've seen The Office, and you know, I The Office has that big downturn in the last few seasons, and I'm in the early seasons, and everything is is really good. But, okay. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a downturn in Brooklyn. I'm sure there will be, but right now it's it's up there. Okay. Shit. I can't get into Sandberg. I don't. I could, yeah. He's. I don't know why. Really. I just don't like the guy. It's weird. He, could, he's pretty good in that. He also Is played he? a really good character in uh, Parks and Rec. Oh yeah. Yes, he did. Oh, he did. That I remember Henry, him. He was Henry really good. Yes. Hates all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh my! Have you my seen kids. Avatar? Uh, yeah, that guy my, was. He is good in that one. Yeah. My kids imitate him all the time, but they don't know they're imitating him. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> shit! You know what? I totally forgot in our intro. By the way, is to tell people that we have a great interview coming up with this Started whole. Over. Yeah, no, I'm not starting anything over. But guys, we're interviewing Mark Thompson, um, the great voiceover actor. If you've listened to any audiobooks, Star Wars wise. Uh, you, that who that's who was in your earbuds for sure. And then also, if you watched the show Daria back in the nineties on MTV, uh, he was a main character on that. He's been Optimus Prime. Um, I'm not gonna look at the I'm not looking at the chat room, bro. I, I I have it blocked off, Randy. So you're not gonna throw me off here, man. Um, so we have that coming up. That's a great fun interview, um, and I hope you guys enjoy it. That'll be coming up. Okay, back to things we watched. So Brooklyn Nine Nine, you're into it, uh, Eric. You watch anything? I did, man. I watched Turning Red, the the animated movie on Disney Plus that some people are in an uproar about, and uh, it's it's pretty good, dude. It's my kids loved it. It you know went over their heads as far as like the 
the metaphorical aspect of it. But uh, my wife had like these because we weren't. Ex I kind of expected it. She wasn't expecting it. It's it's cute though, man. It had a moment. Had it. That's moment. the Pixar flick, right? The new one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, Boo, did you watch anything? You're in Vegas, so you didn't watch shit. Yeah. No, I, I didn't have the chance to watch shit. Oh, I've also been plowing through Ozark. Oh yes, that's my right. My wife really loved it. So uh, today, I I just busted all of season two and just got into season three. And, um, you know, maybe I'll get sick again and I can call off work and finish the rest of it. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Randy. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I wish I, we, you know, we need to do a live fucking show is what we need to do on YouTube so people can fucking see the private chat rooms and they can't hear. There's a reason it's called private chat. Though. <sighs> oh, yeah. boy. It ain't going to be you private chat for long, you fuckers. I'm going to chime in uh, real quick. I watched, uh, I went down a Netflix hole this weekend and uh, I watched a couple episodes of the Cuphead show. What is that? Oh, nice. Uh, there's a game called Cuphead. It's it's basically like retro. It's vintage animation like uh, Betty Boop way oh. back in the day like Phoenix. <laughs> Felix the cat in his big bag of tricks or whatever. <laughs> And then I started watching. Uh, I, I'm going too fast, but I'm watching uh, Last Kingdom. And uh, also, I had a. I started turning red as I'm laughing. I think so we're all. I, I think yeah. Tom is turning red. Tom is fucking tomato right now. Yeah. Holy oh shit. god, man! This was supposed to be they a really good episode with Mark Thompson, and we're gonna be. Oh, it it man. didn't throw me off. It just made everybody else laugh, Eric, and that was good enough. And yes, <laughs> you might want to call it that. Cup <laughs> Netflix cup. vortex. So it's called Cuphead. Yes, the Cuphead show. Also, hey, there's a. Uh, does anybody know who Adi Shankar is? Ravi Shankar, great. No, no, no. Adi Shankar. Adi? Adi yes. No, no where, where are they from? So, uh, Boo, you're a Power Rangers guy, right? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so back in the day. Isn't everyone? Well, no, obviously. Oh, God. Don't start. No, don't everyone start. is in the wall. Don't group. start. Wait don't a minute. Start. Did you say Damn everyone? Everyone! Exactly. Ooh. No. <laughs> back in the day, he, he, I guess he started with his like, fan film of the Power Rangers. You might want to check it out, Boo. It's like okay. it's it's a different take on the Power Rangers. Wait, you're talking about Voltron? No, well, uh, yeah, basically all of it. Out of okay, I just didn't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's a different take on the Power Rangers, where they're basically mercenaries for different uh, superpowers on the planet, and like the Black Ranger is showing him like just laying waste to like a whole nation by himself with his mastodon. Uh, anyways, he has a, awesome. a Netflix show called Guardians of Justice, and it's it's just. A rip off. It's still good. It's it's uh, it's. Oh, they're ripping something else off. That's it's cool. good, but it's a total rip off of all the shows of everything. It's just hilarious. There's the the, the speed instead of the flash. It's just yeah. the speed. And if you're a wrestling fan, Diamond Dallas Page plays the uh, Batman style uh, leader of the whole thing. So, wow. So how does that guy's stuff play out like in long form? Oh, it's totally the same as that that fan film. It's still right. got that like look. Edge Lord as fuck. Yes, totally. It's got that look. Uh, it's definitely, but it's it's interesting. So you, I'm yeah. I'm I'm hooked now. I got to at least see a couple more episodes for sure. Great, great. And and speaking, uh, this is a sad segue. Uh, speaking of wrestling, Razor Ramon passed away. Um, for all you WWE and WCW um, fans out there, um, Razor Ramon was a cool, cool character, man. 
And uh, unfortunately, he was taken off a of life support, mm-hmm. uh, which sucks. All these, I feel so bad for all these old uh, WWE, WCW guys. Just so many of them were just abused to no well, end. Glow, man. bro. Glow as well, man. Glow as well. Thank I just don't. I don't think any of them are dying though. Well, Not you, true, you and then what, some of them oh, yeah? have very some facts. bad health. You guys don't have facts about that. Because Mount Fiji, she this ended is, up no, like no, it's, oh, wait, Mount time out, Fiji, Time bro. out, Les. Time out, Les. This is boo reporting right now. You guys are saying they're not dead. <laughs> Give me some facts. Give me some names. Are they dead or not? This is like Mount Fiji. This, this, is, this is boo journalism right now. Matilda the Hun <laughs> and Mount Fiji legit like, had, Give me facts. had some health issues for sure. Yeah, exactly. What? He's not even listening. Well, yes. Also, a glow. I'd be unfortunate if there were some passed away. Also, I just, I just feel bad for all those. There were things they had to put in their bodies, and they're not. You know, you said they were old. They're not that old. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's true. Scott Hall was like in his late fifties. Right. Right. Razor Ramon was uh, Scott Hall. Yeah, Scott Hall. Razor Ramon. Yeah, Razor Ramon was not his real name. It wasn't. What? No, it's I not. Know, it's oh, not. damn it. I okay, you I can't hear? believe I fell for that. I can't believe I fell for that. Damn it. <laughs> Do you want to hear some uh, interest, something interesting about that? He, When he uh, was trying to get a gig with McMahon... McMahon wanted to have him do some kind of like military uh, character because his dad was in the military, or Scott Halls was. And he said that he wanted to do Scarface. That was his his like persona. Yeah. And McMahon said, I don't know what the fuck that is. I've never yeah. seen the movie. Just uh, <laughs> do your thing. And if I like it, I like it. So that's how he got the gig. He liked it. Rest in sound, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. All right, guys. Um, let's. <laughs> this podcast is really zooming along. I hope... Is still there and listening. Guys, let's dive into a little Star Wars. But this time, instead of our Kylo, I have a special bumper here because Mark Thompson did something for us. He didn't even know if he was supposed to do it. Grand Admiral Thrawn, give us some Star Wars. Greetings. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard the UISS Chimera. You are currently listening to the Sith List. I know a great deal about you because of this. Artistic choice. May warrior's fortune smile upon your efforts. Man, that's rad. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. I'm just sorry. It's just so good. Um, well, the big news is that we scored an interview with Mark Thompson, and uh, hopefully you'll get a chance to listen to it before they send us a cease and desist letter for including it in this mess that yes, we right. put up so right. far today. What we sh- probably should do is edit the show so that the interview is the first thing after the intros and then put the rest of the show Well, back let me that. stop you right there, Eric. I think it should be the only thing. <laughs> That's you might not be wrong. Well played. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, so we got an update on Star Wars Celebration last week. What day did that come in? Um, I don't know. Which update? Wasn't well, that what you were talking <laughs> about? The, the well, for one, you got tickets, so the, at least we've got that right. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Keep- yeah, are you talking to me? Oh. Are you talking to Randy? Who are you talking to? What? This huh? is going I got south. tickets like two years <laughs> ago. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God dang. So I was looking to see if they've updated the um, uh, restrictions for it yet, because, you know, there was a couple of things in there that said something along the lines of as of now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've not seen anything. And I thought there might be a bit of a response to the... Um, like the backlash from it. 
You know? Yeah, th- I haven't seen anything other than I was pretty like not upset, but I was like, oh, that sucks. What I saw that they had if you, any anybody that's five and under, you have to have a COVID vaccination test, uh, not vaccination, a COVID test, a negative, and within forty eight hours. So I was going to bring Malik down, but it just it seems like a lot that I have to do for a two year old to um, come down and hang out, which kind of sucks. I know yeah. they're free for under five, but. Yeah, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. But, you know, it's still going to be a rad time. I just, I, I don't know. A lot can change in the next couple months. Yeah. A, a lot can change. Uh, honestly, I've thought about this. A lot can change over the course of the convention where it's like by yeah. the third day, they're screw this. We're sick of dealing with this at the gate. Just let everybody. Yeah, roll exactly. In. Speaking but, for us through four in Southern California, uh, things are getting a little more relaxed here for sure. Like schools are taking their mask mandates out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, places uh, you walk into don't require masks anymore. So, um, so maybe by then, Eric, you're, you're right. Maybe things will change a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it'd just be, it'd be smoother, you know, I, uh, cause you hear, I'm, I live in Illinois, just on the, across the river from St. Louis and they, they've got the mask mandate for schools expired and all that. So, and, and Illinois has been pretty hardcore about it. So anyway, we'll see. Right. We'll see. I'm still excited to go. They had, um, the passes, the extra passes went up for sale on, was that Friday Mm -hmm. or Thursday? But man, they went fast. People were scrambling for them. And I know some people had to get like four single days. They went on sale. They went on sale Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah. This last week. Really? God, mm-hmm. it feels like it was longer ago than that, or earlier than that, later than that. Damn it, you know what I meant. I Shut up. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, it seemed like they went quick, and I don't know how many were for sale. But uh, I think anyhow. Sev- I think seven. Hot damn, celebration. Here we come, man. Um, Our friend you Corey know at this got point, a funny one. Oh, yeah. I read that. Um, yeah, no, uh, really quickly, uh, Corey... Um, he bought them around the sa- exactly the same time that we got ours, but for whatever reason, the four day was sold out, and then he had to buy four individual passes, which comes out to three hundred versus one hundred ninety. And then, like as soon as he bought them, they were immediately open again and probably available for the next couple hours. That's so mm-hmm. shitty, dude. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, what happens, man? It's the same thing like when you do a concert pre-sale. It's like for Trans-Siberian Orchestra every year, you know, the fan club pre-sale, you get in early. Well, people will have like four browsers open and they'll throw in to see what their seat selection is. And then they'll sit on that and refresh the other browsers to see if they get a better one. Right. Right. And, um, oh my gosh, the, the, the chat is just on fire tonight, but (laughs) <laughs> Anyhow, what they'll do is, and then they'll, by the time they finally throw them back, suddenly there's sixth row after the last one you got was 24th row. And oh, yeah. yeah just that go ahead and buy it. You know, right. so I, th- I suspect that probably happens. People jump in. They got all these browsers open. They fire off to see if they can get a four day. They end up getting three of them. And then they're texting their friends going, do you want this or not? Do you want this or not? And then, you know, that's and, and then poor suckers like Corey end up getting <laughs> four one day passes. Yeah, and I know OG Rob tried to get something. He was asked out until... Yeah, I think he had the same situation. But he ended up getting a Friday and Saturday, I think. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I, I this seems weird to say, but like 
now that the Skywalker saga is over, right? Quote unquote over. I don't see the value in the Jedi master version of the past, the super upsell and all that. It's very expensive because I mean, whilst getting in panels and, you know, getting sitting up front would be great. I don't know that there's any, there will be any that I care about so much that I would be willing to drop 800 bills on uh, my entrance to celebration. I just, that is, yeah, that's a lot, man. I think like the big thing about that is it's very relative. If you have the money to blow and it just becomes an added convenience for a small cost to you, then it makes sense. But if it's, if $900 is a lot of money to you, it's like, no, I, I'm fine. I, I, you, it's not worth the value. But if you have the cash to blow, it's like, oh, I guess that's the, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, more power to you if you do. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, like yeah, it's for like the regular schmucks like us, like, no, nah, I'm not gonna spend it. When Elon dollars. Musk was in here earlier, I bet mm. he probably got one. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, for sure. Anyhow, they fly him from the moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he enters from a tunnel under uh, San Francisco. <laughs> so uh let's talk a little bit about now that we're done grinding this into the ground let's talk yeah. a little bit about uh kenobi so the hollywood reporter put out an article about this appearance now no, mind you normally i wouldn't i don't well i don't want to talk about rumors for the show i'm trying to stay as spoiler free as possible i know a lot of things obviously that are probably going to happen but I just I don't want to know. But when a trade like the Hollywood Reporter puts this thing out about right. how Darth Maul was originally going to be a, an antagonist in the show, and then at some point it was written out and it was replaced with Skywalker, with Anakin, I assume is who they meant. But it's Pablo Hidalgo weighs in and says, "No, nah, dog, this never happened." That's not a direct quote, by the way. Uh, but yeah, he's like, no, that's that was never a thing. And I don't know how they came up with this. So a, a rare swing and a miss by THR. Yeah. Someone got fired. Yeah, that's a weird one. Usually Hollywood Reporter is pretty spot on. They don't report anything until it's been like validated enough times. And this is a thing that Darth Maul has never been a part of this. Yeah, no. like The way the story, from what I understand, is working out, it just it would never have worked to have Darth Maul in it. Right. And that that was what Pablo was saying because he broke down when you know the the story they first came up with the idea sometime in in 2015. They had the script done and approved in 2016 mm-hmm. and the the rebel or yeah, the rebels episode aired in in 2017. If if I had to guess, they brought Dar- they brought Ray Park back for motion capture for that final season of the Clone Wars. And you know Ray Park I'm guessing he was shooting his mouth. That was probably or also around the time he was doing solo too. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I should have put that in the chat. Wow. Yeah. I, Listen, we all know something. what happened, okay? I saw the Instagram <laughs> video. It was... We all know. <laughs> Just shut so, up. <laughs> someone took something he said a little too far or the wrong way and... Multiple sources confirmed it, and that's what this whole hullabaloo is about. Well, there you go. Well, and one of the things that that I can't remember who said this, and pardon me because I'm sure that Pablo Hidalgo brought this up, but the the notion of why they had Maul 
end in Rebels as opposed to live action is because it was in animation that he was brought back from the dead in mm-hmm. Clone Wars. And it was only fitting that his end come in animation form as well. That was like the reasoning behind that. What Allegedly. You know, it's really easy to say these things now. It's like, like how George Lucas had all of the stuff planned out from beginning to end <laughs> before he even got started. Or how uh, The Rise of Skywalker was a really good movie. You know, all those things. And uh, <laughs> I actually I say that's it. a hot take, but having the other opinion <laughs> is actually the hot take. Anyhow, anyhow, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I like The Rise of Skywalker, okay? But, what? Uh, huh? Huh? What? What? Who? I'm sorry, what now? Wait, wait, what? Huh? Never mind. <laughs> but anyhow, so apparently that none of that was true, but thank God we talked about it on here to let you know that it wasn't. Right? right. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like, didn't we talk about this last week? I'm I'm almost positive that we did. The Ray, the Ray Park thing? No. No, no, no. The Damon Lindelof thing. I'm moving on. Oh, no, we didn't. That came out no, Monday. That, yeah, that, that came out this week. Did. Good yeah. Lord, what is wrong with me? You probably talked about it on The Motivators. We didn't. No, no. we actually <laughs> did. But no. I thought it had come up before that already. No, no. But yeah, apparently he is working on a Star Wars movie. That is crazy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, hot damn. I, no, that's all we know. But, you know, that's a thing. He's talented. I love his work. Yeah, I... I hope he's going to be okay with it because yeah. he does let some of the, the fan response to things get to him. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you picked the wrong franchise there. Yeah, I'm with Tom on that. That's like my first oh, uh, man. first reaction. Like, just don't do it, dude. Like, you got a good career. Just stay away. Uh, isn't that, isn't that a shame? Isn't that a shame? Yeah. Like, we, that we don't want a brilliant guy like that to make a Star Wars film because we feel sad for him because of how the fans might treat him. Ugh, might discuss that's this. I will. You're right. Discuss that. Yeah, it's not even a might, honestly. Yeah. Ugh. That's so yeah. shitty. I think, he, yeah. I think he would have a good take though. Yeah. But At this point, man, I yeah, mean, I especially so. as we're going through, I did see a whole bunch of hot takes about how, you know, it's supposed to be the high Republic and nobody likes that. And whatever. Oh, I, I love just, it. I just, uh, <laughs> I don't under, I don't know, man. I just don't understand the mindset. But at this point, like all bets are off. It's we we finished the known, and now we're moving into the unknown. And they can right. do whatever they want. And yep. I, I don't know. I think it's exciting to have like a bunch of question marks out there. Yeah, the universe itself is big, and I mean, we got some well, talented people making some Star Wars. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'll consume it when it comes. I, I don't, you know, oh, sooner or later, there's bound to be thing. something that I just hate. Okay, that's all I got. I got nothing else. Thank you for that. Because we're going to dive into the Mark Thompson interview. King Tom, Eric, and I had the great opportunity to interview Mark Thompson, like I said before. Here it is. And we hope you enjoy it. It's about 35, 30 minutes long. Very interesting. He's had a great career. Here you go. Welcome to a special edition Sithless interview today. Oh boy, we got a special guest. He's been at the top of his field as a voice actor since the early 2000s. And if you are into Star Wars, anime, Transformers, X-Men, G.I. Joe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the list goes on and on. Or if you played video games in the last 20 years, you have most likely 
have heard his voice in your earbuds. I know that he makes my daily commute in Southern California traffic a pleasant one each day. Please welcome Mr. Mark Thompson into the Sith Lair today. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. And um, uh, King Tom and Eric and I are going to be doing the interview, which we're very excited. There's We have like 75 co-hosts, so we were the lucky right. three that got to do this. You threw that Absolute. whole rule of two thing out the window, huh? Oh, yeah. The rule of two is gone. Yeah, the rule yeah, of two yeah. is gone. <laughs> it's great for us because we're called the Sith List, but we do cover everything in pop culture. And your resume and the characters that you've portrayed are pretty much exactly what we talk about oh, awesome. week in and week out. It's very, very cool. How did you get into what you do? I know you've been so successful. You know, Eric reads the books and Tom reads the books and I listen to them every week. Tell these guys what an amazing job you do and, and how you bring up, how you make these characters come to life. So how did this even come about as a kid or is it something later on? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, and still am to some degree, like a couch potato. So like, I just kind of like <laughs> watch TV all the time and, and kind of uh, found myself mimicking things I would hear on TV and imitating you know, different commercials or characters and stuff like that. Right. Um, and it just kind of stuck. And I guess my mom really uh, kind of noticed that, uh, you know, acting and theater and performing was something I was really into. And she nurtured it and kind of, you know, was the typical stage mom driving me to acting lessons and singing lessons and all the the rehearsals for plays and stuff like that. And, um, and just, you know, I had some great teachers and encouragement along the way and decided to kind of give it a go. And uh, I moved to New York to study acting at NYU. And um, long story short is I went, I, I had an audition for a cartoon at MTV and it was, uh, it ended up being for uh, Daria. And that kind of was like the thing that snowballed into everything. Right. Else. Like, you know, Fantastic. I wasn't necessarily setting out to do voiceover, but like it, uh, I just kind of landed there and I really like it. So it's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Daria was a phenomenal show. I remember that's that's yeah. my that's our era growing up. Um, yeah, totally. That was, they just had a twenty fifth so cool. anniversary, I think, or something, or twenty years. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah. How is that even possible? I know it makes oh me feel God. so old. <laughs> that's awful. Is it really twenty five years? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, let's go. Wow. Yeah. Daria is twenty five years old, and everything hurts when I blink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Now you have been so many different characters i mean it's it's crazy and i know i messed up on, on, on the questions i put optimus prime but you were actually uh, megatron arash, yeah, arash yeah. likes the gobots and not the transformers no i don't uh, i yeah. don't that, that, no i don't mark that's uh we have a huge debate well not a debate there's only one guy one one guy on our uh, podcast that likes the gobots everybody else hates them um we're, we're big transformers guys. i've never but, met anyone who likes the gobots right <laughs> right that's that's going to be the lead into our uh, to our episode yeah. that's right nobody likes gobots but it's just crazy to me the list of characters that you've done. Now, were you fans of these all these characters when you were younger, pretty much? And then you got to do them obviously afterwards when you were all grown up and, and you're an adult. It must have been like a dream yeah, to bring no, these guys to life. It's pretty great. Like for, for a lot of them, I was. Like uh, I would say Ninja Turtles was the first one that I got that I was like right. growing up, I was a huge fan of and watched the cartoons and played with the toys. And so that was the first you know, one where I got where I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to do this. And it's amazing. And, and then I've just been like blessed ever since. Cause you know, I got, and then, you know, like obviously star Wars was the biggest one for me just cause that's, sure. I'm, I'm a huge star Wars fan. Oh, cool. Uh, right on. You know, and like grew up with that and loved it. And, and then same thing with like GI Joe and then 
and then Megatron Transformers. Yes, yeah, so like all all of those. It's like the, the, that was my staple. Like that was like growing up. You know, before school, you'd watch that, or after school. And, yeah, that's you know, insane. So, so to get to do it is like <laughs> it's a combination of like so much fun and such a huge honor, but then there's like that fear that goes along with it of I have to do this justice and I have to like honor this legacy because right. I know how I would feel if somebody you know didn't do a good job or didn't do you know what I wanted it to be. So it's that you know fun but pressure at the same time. So well, well especially with pressure wise, with, with social media out there, and, we, and uh, you know how. The Star Wars. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to bag on all the Star Wars, stuff, but you know how it is. You know how people it is. Have so opinions. Yeah, yeah. There are people with a lot of opinions, so the the pressure is just even heavier. It's yeah. just crazier for you because you don't want to mess up a voice here and there. Which I, you even do a great Chewy or a Wookie voice. So I, I don't know how I don't know how you do it, but but it's uh, the beard. It's the beard. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so the subject of voices actually. Mark, so I'm the musician in oh, in cool. the group, and I do a lot of recording. And I've always wondered, like process wise, for an audiobook, are you first of all, do you do the story linearly, like from first word to end, and then also, like, do you do the voices in a stream, or it's like, okay, I'm recording the dialogue for this guy, and then right. this guy. I've always wondered that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it is it is done linear linearly, um, and I, that that's more to help out the editors i think mm-hmm. as a performer i would rather do all of this character's lines all of that character's lines uh to like really make sure it's consistent and i'm kind of locked into that specific character um although i will say that like when you go linear uh linearly linearly <laughs> it, it seems hey look i'm lucked out getting yeah. it right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's um, why i didn't ask that question but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it, but it, i guess i guess going in that natural you know, set order does help the conversation flow better if you were just doing the lines uh, out of order, how like how you do animation. But uh, right. But um, yeah. But when we when we record the book, we're going you know start to finish, and it usually takes about you know it takes me about five or six or sometimes seven days depending on the length of the book, um, and it's usually like ten a.m. to like six o'clock at night, and they let me out for bathroom and food, but that's about it. <laughs> it's like read. Wow. Yeah, when you so, get home from a recording session are you like don't talk to me or how's your voice after that i try to do it in a gentle way but yeah (laughs) it's like really hard (laughs) to like have conversations or want to you know like so that that, those are the days i'm i'm practicing my active listening like oh really uh you know it's like because you don't want to talk and and, and you're pretty wiped out and you know i always feel kind of weird complaining about it because there's there's obviously much more difficult jobs out there that are much more you know <laughs> right intense but like of, of all the things that i'm asked to do as a voiceover actor audiobooks is definitely the most challenging and most because it, it's it's mm-hmm. it's the marathon of of all the stuff we do like it's it's just right like, it's very very mentally tasking and physically tasking and so it's it's definitely those, those are definitely a challenge and uh, i almost like tried to get out of doing audiobooks when they were first offered to me because I was like, I don't want to do that. Like I wasn't much of a reader growing up, you know? So like, I was like, right. read the whole book. Oh yeah. my gosh. You know? Right. But, uh, as soon as they said star Wars, I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 please, please. So, uh, I'm, I'm, and now I, I, I get the appeal of it. Like now over the years, I've kind of say, Oh, this is why people like books. Like, you know, uh, you, yeah. you really get a much deeper story and a much deeper experience with the characters. Like, oh, this is cool. So, and the way that Ping and Random House the, with how they do it with the sound effects or Lucasfilm oh. does it, it's 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 pretty much like a radio drama to me. And I, I grew up listening to radio dramas with my dad, and it was 
biggest thing. I used, I used to love doing that with him on road trips. So listening when I'm in traffic, listening to you bring these voices and having the music, John Williams in the background, and then the sound effects. It's just it's it's a radio drama, pretty yeah. much. No, and it's it's so amazing what they do. It's like because it, it really it really is like a movie in your mind, and like yeah. I, I that's all Kevin Thompson and Paul Goodrich are, are responsible for that, and just they're they're so good at their job, and like you know, oftentimes I'll finish a paragraph and Kevin will say, "I know exactly what music cue I'm going to use here," or like you know, oh, or that's cool. or he'll say like, you know, I want you to pause before you finish that sentence because I'm going to put the calm signal or the, the laser beam here. And, you know, so it's just, he knows like, it's just his, his, the scripts he annotates with like a new package of markers. And like, he has all this like shorthand for everything he does. And and when you hear it back, it's like, wow, it's just so deep and written and not, not every audio book does that. So it's, it's such a, it's such a treat. Like it really is a unique experience. It really is. Now from a workflow standpoint uh, to veer off just a little bit, like with the way technology has progressed, do you are you working from home at all? Like, did COVID wreck what you had going on? Were you able to do a lot of stuff from home? <laughs> I had to do a lot of stuff from home. Yeah, um, like I'm doing uh, a book. Like I'm in my son's bedroom right now, and I had to make a blanket fort and stuff like that. So that's <laughs> no, all good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, a business book right now um, th- this week. So like I, I was finishing up a session from that. So, but yeah, like when COVID first hit. Um, we had to figure it out. And so like I had to upgrade some of my equipment and I had to kind of, you know, I live, I live in a two bedroom apartment when at the time I had two dogs and two kids. And so there wasn't, I didn't have room to do like a nice treated booth, you know? So like I have to, I had to go to like home Depot and get PVC pipe and like, you know, clamp on blankets everywhere. (laughs) And so it's, it's really crazy. And then, you know, my wife like is a therapist and she was working from home as well. So she'd be in one bedroom, like trying to have a deep, meaningful conversation with someone. And I'd be in the other bedroom, like, <laughs> you know, like doing all these like, crazy jokes. <laughs> she was like, what were you doing today? Like, I could hear you in the middle of my session, you know, so. Yeah, um, I, so I, I can relate. I can yeah. relate. My wife, my wife's a therapist as well. Oh, no way. She's an MFT. Yeah. So she's no, during COVID. Too. That's cool. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. in the other room doing her virtual therapy. And I'm, I, I just, I have a two and a half year old and he's running around trying to watch Star Wars screaming <laughs> and trying to keep it all together. It's rough. Yeah. 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 It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, so it's, so we, we did, um, I think I ended up doing two or three books from home. We did the Dr. Afra audio drama from home. I did one of the Thrawn books from, I think it was the middle of the ascendancy books I did from home. Um, and I think we did the high Republic, um, Tempest runner from home. Oh yeah. But then since, since then we've been able to get back into studios and it's much better when I'm in the studio, like it, you can get it done here, but it's the, the, the quality is so much better when you're in actual soundproof studio and you know, so, sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I prefer going into the studio, but um, now what people have realized, you know, not, not Penguin Random House, but a lot of other places I work have realized, oh, it's a lot cheaper if we do it this way. So like, <laughs> I'm still kind of doing it from home, <laughs> yeah, even no, though like, like, forget the studio. Yeah. I'm like, I'll, yeah. I'll say like, we, we're not going to the studio. You know, they've lifted the <laughs> mandates. Like we can do this. I'm like, yeah, but we're just, you know, so, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure having the producer right there to tell you, oh, hey, come back, do this, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier than trying to go back and punch it in. Yeah, yeah. Totally. A week later. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's 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 a trade off. And it's it's nice to like, you know, when you're done, you just go in the kitchen and you're done, you know, but like uh, but, but the, the quality is much better when, when you're in a studio. And 
I, I prefer that. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. You brought up uh, uh, Admiral Th- Grand Admiral Thrawn, who I'm a huge fan of, mm. and also um, Marshawn. Is, is it Marshawn Row or Marquion Row? I think I've heard it multi- differently. A couple yeah, times. that's a whole drama. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, now, now the the official way is Marquion. Uh, Marquion. Okay. Yeah, but it, originally it was Marshawn, and they switched it to Marquion. Right. So. Right. So. Mm-hmm. And bringing those kind of characters to life, which we have no clue how they sound, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before you do it, uh, you there's 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 a um, there's a version of them now in everybody's head that I like. It, it, Grand Admiral Thrawn allegedly, rumored wise, is coming to live action. It, yeah. So I'm I, in my head. I have told King Tom this. I told Tom this a bunch of times. Where that your Grand Admiral Thrawn is my Thrawn. So I'm comparing what they do to the voice that I've heard in all the books that you've, you've done. Because I've, yeah. I've listened to all the books. And someone like Ro, who's brand new, and you're really bringing that character to, to life, that the pressure must be crazy to, to make him what he is, pretty much, yeah. in our heads. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that was, that was another one where, and especially because of, the way that they set up the high Republic to, to be this, like, you know, it, it's, it's one of the first times in a long time where we got like an original story with original characters that wasn't like, you know, attached to films or TV shows where like, sometimes the authors were maybe hindered by what they could explore with characters or plot because they didn't want to take away from anything that might show up in a future film or, you know, or, or TV show. So right. um, to just know that like, you know, this, this story could go anywhere and that, and we don't, you know, and it's far enough in the past that we know eventually we're getting to the, the Republic as we know it in Clone Wars and in the prequels, but like we're far enough back that anything and everything could happen. And it's, so it's, it's really exciting storytelling. And they, you know, they, they definitely were putting, you know, a lot of resources behind these stories. So we wanted to get it right. And so, yeah, there was, there was definitely some pressure there. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Um, yeah. But, but he, he's, you know, all, all the authors did a really amazing job of of fleshing those characters out and making you either resent them or fall in love with them in a <laughs> in a really you know <laughs> right. re- really amazing way. So, like, right. uh, you know, you feel like you really you know empathize with them and really you know understand them. And and even Markion, like, you kind of like you know can see the genius behind him, even if you don't like what he's doing. You you kind of sure. admire like the the way he's so manipulative and right and the, the chess tactician that he is so yeah that's this is crazy keep uh, Tom you have any questions you want to ask? no it's it's just it you know you have a probably a better view of how the high republic has come together than we do because we did you know it was supposed to launch i think what sometime in 2020 we found out about it then but there were rumors so how far in advance of of something like the high republic do you have in and also, when it comes to new characters, are you allowed to explore the v- voice on your own, or do they have an idea for how oh, they want to Oh, that's a good sound? question. Yeah, um, I don't get that much advance notice. Like, I'd say I know – I mean, I get a script usually a few weeks before we have to record. So mm-hmm. I, I'll obviously know, you know, and then, and then it takes, like, maybe, like, a month or two before – after we record for them to finish – production and 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 get it and they usually try to time it when the book comes out so i might have like a month or two head start on everybody else but Mm -hmm. i'm as surprised as anyone and i i don't i don't know much and i i found out when i was watching the high republic show that the next phase is going to be a hundred and some odd years (laughs) you're right like wait what you know like so 
Um, so yeah, so I don't I don't get that much of a heads up. Um, I think with the voices generally, j just because of workflow and because of kind of the the hierarchy, like like usually I'm not checking in with the authors because they've done a lot of the work about what they want the voice to sound like in the writing. Like a lot of times mm. their descriptions of those characters is so thorough that I have a pretty good idea just from the text itself. Um, mm. you know, what, what's happening here. Um, and then, you know, like, so, mo so most of the time I'm coming up with those character voices, you know, and, and trying to figure them out. And I usually finish getting the voices done a day or two before I have to be in the booth. Um, so I wouldn't really have time to like do a huge correspondence and everything, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then, and then, you know, most of the time, Kevin and I seem to be on the same wave wavelength, but every once in a while, Kevin will say, you know, actually, I don't, I, I had this more in mind for this character than what you're doing. Let's try this instead. Or, or, you know, and sometimes we'll experiment and, and, and we'll change it, you know, maybe midway through a chapter or, or something. Cause we'll realize, you know what, this is a better voice for that. And, um, but for the most part, it's it's we're kind of uh, it's just the text and what the text says to me creatively. And then, you know, I, I kind of record little samples on my phone and and then go in with those ideas and, and, and try to hit the ground running. Well, that was something I was wondering about. Like, have you ever had a, a situation where you've done like a whole day of recording and a creative <laughs> little bit up the chain comes in? And it's like, yeah, I'm going to need <laughs> you to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think if it's ever been a whole day like we um we usually catch it like midway like I, I definitely had like a couple chapters or, or you know like a like a like maybe half a day before you know it's usually Kevin will say actually I want to try this instead and like it was interesting because like when we first did Thrawn um I got asked to do the anniversary edition of the heir to the empire right. uh, trilogy mm -hmm. And um, so when we did that, my take on Thrawn was that he's a chiss living in the Empire and, and the Empire is kind of xenophobic and, mm. you know, uh, looks down on aliens. So I wanted to emphasize like his foreignness compared to the Empire. So I kind of gave him like a slight, almost like German accent to try to like play with the idea of him being yeah. like from somewhere other, you know, and uh, we got pretty far. But like then, like. I guess it was like probably half a day or, or three quarters of a day or something. Kevin was like, you know, I, I understand why you chose that, but I think we should lean more into the fact that he's this like brilliant, almost detective. And he's almost like a, a Sherlock Holmes type character. And like, I think we should lean more into that type of voice and kind of, you know, to, to kind of emphasize, you know, that, you know, analog or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so then we went back and, and did it kind of more in that style. Um, so that that was kind of like you know oh man we're really gonna go back and read all but I think Kevin was right I, th I think that was a better choice and uh, and then and then when the um, when when Thrawn appeared on Rebels uh, <laughs> we his voice Lars Mikkelsen does a really cool you know job and and his yes. voice interesting is almost like a hybrid of those two ideas it like, really he, is yeah, yes it really is you know, it, it's it's kind of like it, it does have that kind of British. Sherlock Holmesy then, but then his accent is 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 there's like subtle things where like he's not quite what you would hear in the Empire, and so so yeah, so it's so so then I tried to emulate that when we started up the new the new canon uh, books and trilogies uh, to emulate what Lars was doing. So that's but yeah, phenomenal. that's fun. The, the uh, that Air of the Empire cassette, the audiobook came out in 1991. That's yes. that's when it came out. That's crazy. Wow, 
Ah, that's a long time ago when people listen to cassettes. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that was yeah. the, ori- the the original, not the uh, anniversary one. Yeah, right? the anniversary. That was the original. Yes, yeah. that was the original. I guess yeah. I did the twenty. I was either twenty or twenty fifth. So whatever year that was. Yeah, twenty fifth. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think. Yeah, that's insane. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Now, is there a specific? character like when you find out you're going to be doing star wars or you're going to be doing i don't know whatever that you're doing that you go yes it's it's i'll be able to do this is there a favorite in your bag of yeah um i mean i you know anytime i get to do han or luke is a huge you know joy and excitement you know um yoda is my all-time favorite so anytime i get to go do or do not I'm like, oh, you know like yoda that's so like you know and he's he's usually like in there sporadically so uh it would be cool to like get to do a, a full Yoda story at some point. I don't know if that'll ever happen. But. Right, he's on vacation right now with the High yeah, Republic. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah, every single time. In yeah, the, in the book, he's in the comics, but like the books, you're like we need Yoda. Oh, he's who knows where he is. Yeah, he's, yeah, in, Port- yeah. he's in Puerto Vallarta. Is where he's at. Yeah. He's, just, yeah. he's enjoying his margaritas. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I, anytime I get to do him, it's like a special joy because I just I love that. That character is probably what made me like really fall in love with Star Wars. So like sure. anytime I get to see him or portray him as a huge honor. Mm-hmm. Now I know that they did a run of Shakespeare, right? Star Wars. Oh did. yeah. I'm wearing that shirt. Oh, you're wearing oh, it right now. Oh, that's yeah. oh, that's rad. That's really cool. <laughs> uh, how difficult is that compared to some of the other? Like what's been your most difficult? I'm guessing that would be it, but who knows? I you know. For for different reasons. I mean that that was very challenging because I, I think I mentioned earlier, like I wasn't much of a reader growing up, you know, yeah. and so uh, Shakespeare was always extremely challenging to me because of the the language difference and iambic pentameter and all that stuff. And and yeah. you know, I I if I saw it performed, I felt like I could understand it, but reading it, I always felt lost. So, but oddly enough, like. You know, Ian Desher did this great thing where he 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 takes the the Star Wars films and he rewrote them as if they were written in mm-hmm. Shakespearean times and writes them in you know iambic pentameter and on the, in the meter and stuff like that. And my knowledge of Star Wars helped me understand a lot of the the kind of foreign words or the, you know cool. the, the references mm-hmm. to Shakespeare. And I was really like, cool. oh, that's what's happening in Hamlet, or oh, that's what's happening here in Macbeth. You know, so like it was like this uh, in a, in a way it. Th- those books helped me appreciate Shakespeare more because I, I had the Star Wars as a, uh-huh. as a touchstone or a point of reference to help me, you know, Rosetta Stone to help me decode the stuff that was always <laughs> That's so, so cool. know, hard to understand before. So it was right. I, I really liked working on those, and that was and that, those were fun too because that was another one that was multicast, and I got to be in the booth with Jonathan Davis or January Lavoy and, and kind of play off of them. Oh, so that's right. that's always so much fun when you when you get to do that. That's that's great. That's great. Is there uh, King Tom or Eric? Is there any more other like professional questions? Because I'm going to ask him some, you know, like nerdy questions after this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but- I want I want to get in his nerd uh, genre and stuff. Well, this is a weird. I guess it's a professional, but it's still pretty nerdy. So, like with doing what you do it, as a, like a guitar player, I play guitar, and oh, cool. there's always the joke about how many guitar players does it take to screw in a light bulb, and it's a hundred. One to do it, ninety nine to be like. <laughs> for you like like when it comes to consuming books that you're not for work do you like to read or do you prefer to listen and if you like to listen to audiobooks are you secretly going dude no <laughs> <Wrong."> <laughs> um i mean honestly like i read 
I'll sometimes like read spiritual books for like just for personal growth or whatever, but like I don't really read for fun just because mm-hmm. like I end up like yeah. having to read for work so much that it's right. not super relaxing for me. So, um, um, and I, I have fun when I'm reading the stuff I do for work, um, but I don't really like curl up with a good book or anything. Like I'll, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes read the comic books just because I want to know what's going on in the Star Wars universe and, and kind of be up to date on things, but um, there's not a lot. And I, I sometimes, we'll listen to snippets of audiobooks just to kind of hear what people are doing or, 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 or sometimes when, you know, um, sometimes other narrators are doing books that lead into the books I'm doing. So I want to just get a sense of, did they do anything for this character that I should emulate or, you know, imitate and, and stuff like that. So, gotcha. um, but yeah, so I think, you know, I, you know, I, I, there's, you know, it's, 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 it's both appreciation and competition. Cause I think, you know, I, I definitely appreciate w- what other people are doing. Like, oh, that's a great choice. Oh, that's really cool. But then there's that part of me that's like, you know, <laughs> would I do it that way? Should I, you know, and like, you know, and like, you know, so there's that, that, you know, um, you know, I, I guess there's a little bit of both of those, the, you know, the, the angel and the demon on on the shoulder. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. right. <laughs> okay, Tom, you good? Uh, my, my only kind of random question you know my, my wife she listens to a lot of audiobooks romance novels and whenever i walk in she's listening to them they're all at double speed oh really uh, do, yeah yeah and you know i like i listen to podcasts a lot and i can't do that uh do you have a reaction to that when you know oh i love that audiobook but i listen to it at double speed or you yeah like, or you're missing out or <laughs> yeah, yeah no i i mean well for the ones that we do i would be offended by that <laughs> like you, know, <laughs> right, like, you right. know there's so much thought goes into the the performance and the and a lot of that is pacing you know so yeah um but if you're if you're listening to a non-fiction book i guess i get it because you would want to you know like like that sometimes audiobooks are said at a very deliberate pace in order mm-hmm. for people to really understand and articulate and, and things like that and if you speak too fast for some people they miss what's going on so but especially if it's like a fiction or a drama, it's like, no, listen to it the way it was performed. Like that's, you know, mm-hmm. that'd be like watching a TV show on fast forward. You wouldn't want to do that. That's true. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good point. Good point. I've watched my share of YouTube videos on one. Of <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes yeah. they're just. That makes sense. Yelling. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, usually it's like a tutorial on how to like replace the hard drive in a MacBook Pro. It's like, oh, all right, yeah. we got to speed this along. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So as a podcaster, I listen to a lot of podcasts and well, not as much anymore, but I listen to it like at one and a half or double time. Yeah, speed. me too. And I've done that. Some of our friends are like, just stop listening to my show. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. But it becomes so normal to me because it doesn't change the pitch it just increases it just the speed yeah that yeah, yeah. yeah. It, i it sounds completely normal to me That's and i i guessed it on some guy's shows way years ago it was my first time on a star wars podcast and they were doing it live so they played the theme and i'm like i must be super nervous because god this feels slow <laughs> did i drink too much coffee before this started and i'm like right. oh wait a minute this is normal speed. No wonder everything seems wrong. Right. How funny. That's cool. Well, you, you said you're a huge Star Wars fan, right? Yeah. So uh, I, you saw the teaser yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had the same reaction. So what's your what's your uh, take on the new, you know, the sequel trilogy, the live action shows? Have you been pretty excited and, and uh, you you enjoying them? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm one of the people that really... Uh, I, I don't know. Like it, I, I, I pretty much love everything. Like there, there's very few things that 
I have not liked. So I, I loved the sequel films. I mean, I admit, you know, everything like the, the prequels, the sequels, even the originals, if you really wanted to go through them with a fine tooth comb, sure, right? there's mm-hmm. always issues and problems and plot points where it's like, well, why, why didn't they just do that? Or, you know, so like I, ca- I can have those kind of nitpicky conversations sometimes too, but, but overall I just love this stuff. And so I've been very, very happy with everything. And, uh, you know, uh, everything has been really exciting for me. And the Obi-Wan show, like I've been looking forward to that for probably Ever. a decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's right, like, right. The fact that it's finally happening and the trailer was so good. It and was. As soon as Duel of the Fates comes on, I was like, oh, you know, like, uh, yeah. like so yeah. like, I don't know why I wasn't expecting that, but I was not expecting that. And it just totally like blew my socks off. So like, I just... I just think the look of it, the tone of it, and seeing that I, I love that they're doing the Inquisitors because I think that's a yeah. cool idea, really cool. and it's a fun way to like have some, you know, and, and it makes sense too. Like it makes sense that you know that that's how part of what the Emperor would do to help, you know, get rid of all the Jedi. It's not sure. just Vader, but like he would have these underlings, and so, oh, so I'm I'm I, I I'm so either. excited. I can't wait. I think it's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know that famous line you had me at a hello. They they had me at yeah, totally done. They had me at the EOP. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Then what are some of the other genre like you into Marvel? I know you've played Wolverine before. Transformers. You said Ninja Turtles. So what are some of the other stuff you like? You've grown up with. Uh well the 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 biggest one next to Star Wars is Star Trek. Okay, uh, cool. Okay. Right on. Like you have to choose. No, no, there's no, there's no rivalry. There's no yeah, rivalry. Yeah. So I'm very excited about. I've been. I watched Picard this morning, and I'm excited about uh, Strange I've New heard, Worlds coming. And yeah, yeah, so, I've heard great, great things about that. Yeah, yeah. Picard this season is. I'm really digging it. Like I, you know, I had some problems first season. Uh, I don't know if we should spoil anything or not, but like the the no, the, go ahead. It's okay. Well, just that the it felt meaningless to me to have him have a robot body, but then it still ages at a regular rate and he dies. Oh, like, you know, gotcha. like, what, was, what was the point of all that? If you're just going right. to make it the same and, well, know. I'm not watching it now, Mark. Thanks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's this a great, that's a great show. And th- this <laughs> season they're doing some really cool stuff. So, but yeah, Star Trek, I was, I was more into Star Trek in high school than Star Wars. And then it kind of flipped, um, as the older I got for some reason. So like, I, I love both, but like it kind of like, Star Wars is more number one now, and Star Trek is number two for me. Um, oh, good. But yeah, Marvel, like Marvel's been great because uh, I was more of a DC guy growing up. Like I loved Superman, is my all time favorite superhero. But sure. then what, growing up, like I have, I have two boys that are 18 and 16 now, but um, growing up with these Marvel films with them, uh, Marvel is what Star Wars is to me is what Marvel is to them. So like, it's been that's so a fun great point. Yeah. To, to grow up, you know, watch them grow up with these films. And we would, we would like dress up in costume to go to the opening night premieres and oh, we have like cool. these long, you know, discussions about afterwards while like in theories about what's going to happen next. And uh, <laughs> my son, David, especially is like a, a Marvel savant. Like he just, you know, knows everything and, and reads the comics and everything. So, so that's, that's cool. I, I've, I've kind of been a more of a fan of that through them, but I, I'm mm-hmm. a fan myself, but it's a special thing to kind of watch them sure. have something that they love like that. So. Oh, that's so cool. How, yeah. how do your kid, did your kids react when they found out that you were like Wolverine? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if they know that. Like I, cause like uh, <laughs> I, I kept, I kept missing my window with them. Cause I, I did like, like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh 
And I did that Wolverine motion comic when they were super, super young. So it was right. kind of like they they were more into the super kitty shows like Super Pets and like, you know, or Wonder Pets and ah. all these other things. And then when they got to be like, you know, in the double digit ages and like preteen and teens, I wasn't doing as much of the action adventure shows. I was back to I was doing kitty shows. I was doing like Peking Duckling and like all these other shows. And so like I, anytime I was in the perfect age bracket, they were in the opposite age bracket. So they didn't really. <laughs> Like I was like, D- look, watch this, and they're like, eh, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And that that X Men thing that used to be on Netflix for a while, but it got taken off, and that that oh, was a it? great, yeah. Um, I didn't know it was that, on Netflix. That's cool. It, it was it was like there. It was one of the first things I remember watching, like when I yeah. first signed up for Netflix. Oh, nice. Um, and it was it was the arc of astonishing uh, X Men that came out in two thousand four. It was a great storyline. Really was. Yeah. So yeah, they probably took it off when Disney took over. I would imagine. Pro- pro- probably wonder, some deal like up that. On Disney yeah. Plus, that would be cool. Yeah, that, that should. Would be. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. But there's one thing. Uh, there's a couple of things. One is that we have a game called The Flash Round, and I wasn't going to have you play it, but what the hell? Let's just do it. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's play a little Flash Round. So I'm going right. I'm going to give you a bunch of subjects, and you're going to uh, – actually, I'm going to give you questions, and you're going to give me the first answer that pops in your head. And okay. it's all going to be about fandom. It's gonna, okay, uh, great. And maybe some music and stuff like that. Okay. Okay, here we go. You ready for the flash round, Mark? Yeah, yeah. All right. Leia, Padme, or Ray? <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's harder than it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm stuck between Leia and Ray. I think I'm gonna go Leia. Okay. Okay. Han or Luke? Luke. Okay. Vader. Well, that's an easy one. I didn't want to ask that. I was going to say Vader or Kylo, but yeah, that's not even a choice. Uh, Empire Jedi, Last last Jedi. Empire Return of the Jedi, Last Jedi. Ooh. Uh, Empire. Yeah. I would pick Empire, too. What was the last uh, favorite musical artist? Uh, first thing that popped in my head was Bobby McFerrin. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Great. Cool. Um this is one I always ask people, um, and this is the most important question to me <laughs> ever: Beyonce or Rihanna? <laughs> uh, Beyonce. Yes, that's it. <laughs> You're done. We don't even have to play anymore. Yeah, you won. You won. Ding, 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 ding. I I did have one. Okay, go uh, ahead. Co- Cobra Commander or Megatron? Ooh. Ooh. Um, for for. Are we asking about <laughs> ones I did or the or the or just overall characters? Why not both? Oh man. All right. So like ones I did, I'll go with Megatron. Mm-hmm. And then overall I would go with Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander. Okay. Yeah, it seems like he'd yeah. be fun to do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, cool. I, 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 I was a huge G.I. Joe fan and had the figures and everything and Yeah, so was I. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's one. Okay. Go bots or an EMP destroys all electricity and we can never watch another movie, TV show. Or oh, listen man. To <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's close. It's close. But because you, you gave it such an extreme opposite, I will, I will in this case go with the go bots. <laughs> See, awesome. I knew that somehow. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it was fun. Such a blast. Yeah. Oh, you have another question, bro? I have one thing. This is not flash round. Okay. Okay. And this, if we if we can't use this, trust me, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. Here's a scenario. 
Kathleen Kennedy flies in. You're meeting office. The doors, the windows are closed. The doors are locked. She's got a briefcase handcuffed to her wrist, puts it on the table, opens it up inside the script. Grogu is going to speak his first words. <laughs> and you, you've got to give her the voice oh. right now. Oh, this man. is make or break. Oh, man. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> talk this about putting him on this spot. Yeah, uh, that's really good because it, it's gonna happen. He's gonna probably have to do his voice some They're point. Just Maggie Simpson, him man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I really don't know because like I am so curious about that because like all we get is gurgles right now. Yeah, and I want to know: is he gonna Yoda speak? Is he gonna like speak oh. like like Mando or like you know like what will what will be the thing? So like, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to true. attempt it because I just I really don't know. Like I want right, to, right. Yeah, oh, we understand. No, no we totally get it. Again, that, this has been a blast. You got to come back and meet the other guys on the on the podcast, and we'll talk all kinds of different stuff. Now that we've asked fun. you all the uh, the professional and cool questions, but and right, then right. we can we can geek out later on. But uh, we really really appreciate it. Oh yeah, yeah this thank is great. you, thank you guys. All right, thanks thank guys. You. All right, great. Thank you, Mark Thompson. We had a great time. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your afternoon with us. Hopefully, we get to have you back on sooner than later. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, guys, listen, we are going to, there's not a lot more to talk about except for there's a great Miss Marvel trailer that I've only seen once and I saw it in a very small format. So I'm interested to check it out again. And uh, Boo, you've had a lot of bits in your satchel, but we're going to wait until next week on that. But I do have a question for you guys. And it was uh, ironic that one of the faces that Randy... brought us earlier in the pre-production meeting was Sylvester Stallone. Now, I text King Tom that um, to t- remind me to ask this question because I thought of it while I was driving today. And there's only one answer to this question. What's the best Rocky film? Let's not count Creed. Rocky film. There's only one answer. And if you answer this wrong, you're not an American. No, no, you can't. No, 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 because no, I'm going to answer that shit fucking agree. wrong. I'm I, answering I that shit with wrong. Your answer. I know. I knew that this. Was, I knew out, this, dude. but it's the wrong answer. King Tom. King Tom. This is why I wanted to ask this question because this is mm-hmm. a great debate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with King Tom debate, first. Hold on. Let's calm down. This is not Michael Jackson bad versus everything else. King Tom, your favorite Rocky film? Favorite three. Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't say that four was my favorite. I'm just saying. What is your favorite Rocky film? Three, three. for you. Why? Why three? Because it. I like Apollo. I love Apollo's character, and it's you know interesting watching. I, I mean, obviously, three works best if you've seen the other ones. It doesn't stand alone on its stand alone as well as say one or even two. But knowing you know what Rocky rose to how he falls and fails, everything going on with Mickey, how he has to turn to Apollo to, to bring him back up to get that eye of the tiger. And then, you know, beating Clubber, who is a total, total badass and an excellent villain. And then that ending. I mean, honestly, the series ends with three for me. I don't want to see Apollo dying in four. I don't want to see, um, I don't want to see Rocky lose all his money in, in between four and five. Everything ends with three for me. I dig two also, but I got to go with three, man. I love the whole stupid thing mm-hmm. with Hulk Hogan at the beginning. I, it's so dumb. 
but I really dug it. It was hit all the right points for me when I was that age. You know, I thought Mr. T was as rad as could be because I was a big A-team guy. It has to be the first Rocky. It has to be the first Rocky because I, f- I, I, I feel that it has the, the most emotion. It's a full film. It's not just him being a boxer. You, you have his life. You know, it, I, after the first one, Rocky is, is a boxer trying to stay a boxer, trying to stay relevant, trying to, in the first one, he's trying to figure out what he, if, if his dream is actually his, his actual personal life with Adrian, how he's going to survive, how he's going to make sense of things. I think, and I, I think the performance is, it, in the first one, his performance is the best. So it has to be the first one for me. But Rocky 3 is great. Rocky 4 is great. Yeah, so I, I I do think it's the Rocky one won and best picture, didn't it? It did, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, but five five is. I'm gonna great. I'm gonna mix it up, man. I'm gonna say Rocky Balboa. <laughs> that one is good too. I love that movie when he's in there pleading his case. That shit gets me, man. Hey, Rocky Balboa is they good. They hit you, they keep knocking you down. You you wanted, did you want a full up? agreement about Rocky Four, Raj? No, I, I just want and I, Rocky Four. Rocky Four is not even my favorite one. Okay. I've watched that one the most. Rocky Four made me go out and do push-ups. I could tell you that afterwards when I was a kid. But Rocky Three is actually my favorite one. I was just wanted to cause a huge debate here because it was on the radio, the same exact question, and mm-hmm. somebody was dying talking about how great Rocky Four was, and people were bringing up Rocky Three to debate in, and it was a huge conversation on the radio. Yes. So I wanted to see what your guys think. I love Rocky Four just because the montages were phenomenal. The music kicked ass. It was the best music that we've heard in any Rocky film. Um, I love the fact that we got James fucking Brown in a fucking Rocky movie. And uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Apollo like so quintessential eighties man. Oh, it's it the is. best. It is the best. And we got a fucking was the ro- Polly oh, his the robot uh, wasn't the robot. Yeah, the was robot it four? Oh, the robot. <laughs> Yeah, the robot, the Russia scenes, the training yeah. scenes. I love Rocky Four, but Three, you're right, is a better film. It is a better film because it does leave it at the end ambiguous and all that stuff. I get it, but but I will say the Creed movies were based on what happens in Rocky Four. No, Rocky uh, Creed Two is totally based on yes. Rocky Four. Yeah, yes, Creed it is. Two, but the Creed movies, if you think about it, he just knows his dad was a champion. He doesn't know that Drago killed his dad until I think Creed Two. What he doesn't he doesn't know yeah, he doesn't. The first Creed feels more like a parallel to like original like Rocky. Rocky, Rocky. yeah, it is, yeah. it is. No, no, no. I, I I totally get that. He knows that his dad died to Drago, right? And but that doesn't and, make it uh, not not in Creed before. One. I'm not right? saying it's not in the he, first Creed movie. He doesn't know that. He just knows his dad died. Well, they don't and he deal never with it. Talked about him. They never said anything about how he died. What really? Then I think in Creed two he figures out oh that after they find you know they they oh, tell us what happened right to Drago. You better be if right I'm not mistaken, this. if I am wrong, hey, I'm wrong. But all I know is I'm glad people agree with me because I've had this heated discussion with a former coworker about Rocky about the Rocky franchise. And three is just nobody likes two. Game. Nobody talks about two. Two is cool. <laughs> Chicken Rock. Yes, that's right. <laughs> It's fine. It, it is good. It, it, I, they all have a spot. Even Rocky Five, like it's just a different thing. And I, I liked more of the journey of the sun than than mm-hmm. anything with Rocky. Uh, ultimately, three though, it's just a, if, if you think about everything in Rocky Four, it's just like 
okay, we're fighting communist Russia and this is our American hero is going to come through and America on top change and I can change and you can change and yay. And everybody just leaves the theater feeling great, but nothing happens until tanks literally roll over in St. Petersburg way later. Uh, Three, he's facing a legit challenge. Like this guy's like, I'm kicking your ass and I'm kicking everybody's ass in the corner with you. You bringing that old ass black dude over here too? I'm gonna knock his ass out too. I'm gonna knock everybody out. Not only that, he fucking makes a play on his wife. Remember that? Oh, he does it all. And you know what? Why don't you come sit on my lap? If you think about it, as boxing has faded, because I love boxing. That's actually a passion of mine. I really used to love it. I still try to follow it as much as it's faded. His whole swagger, there's so many people that have patterned themselves after him now. They 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 say stuff to Ricardo Mayorga was telling Oscar De La Hoya, I'm gonna screw your wife after I knock your ass out. And De La Hoya just looked at him and just like, I'm gonna knock you out. And what does he do? First punch. Uh, I, you could get me going forever on that stuff, but Rocky three, the montages were even better. They 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 pretty the much be- set the, the beach tone. montage. Yeah. The running on the beach. Running on the yeah, beach. They yeah, they set the tone. They just set this different tone of like, okay, Rocky can fight and dig deep, but can Rocky fight against a monster? And an actual monster. Not just Drago was too big. You know, we didn't know much about Russia. Let's be honest. You know, we we didn't know much about this quote enemy in our Cold War. We only knew that they're bad. Communism bad. Drago only speaks like six words, you know, at the whole thing. But Clubber's like, nah, baby, I know how to bring it to you. I'm gonna do this. You and he does it. And he totally sends him to the darkest depths that he could ever have. Everything just came together. And then you have this freaking boot crushing you like the ant you are, man. And then for Rocky to find that just to get there is just yeah, I'm by far for me, always going to be the best. Uh, I agree fair. with you, buddy. Yeah, Rocky Three was the best. And you well, get, like Eric said, Eye of the Tiger, which had nothing to do with boxing, by the way, or the film. No. Well, it was the, actually about a cuphead. It was, I know, it is about a cuphead. No. It's about his You're going to watch the whole season of Cuphead now, Randy. Watched. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, th- I think the actual the song is about his brother beating cancer. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, but it was really the the lyrically you can make it applicable to anybody's fight. Sure, guess, sure. Right? But the song was written and done before the movie came out. And the 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 thing is though, when they when they did the instrumentation for that, they did it. To, <laughs> <laughs> they did it to the the, uh. the the punch sequence in the film because the beginning goes like this. So okay, here's the meter. It just goes dun 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 dun. We all heard that, right? And then it goes like this. And it's at skips an eighth note and pushes that thing deeper. And it's like one of the hardest things to get your head around when you have to play that song live. It's so killer because he did it so it would match up to the punches. You've told that story a couple times now, and I never noticed that. That quirk of like the timing, uh-huh. and so you said it, but I knew exactly what you're talking. I was like, "Oh shit, they do do that." Yeah. And what's funny though, I don't think they do it when they would play it live. Oh really? They would just do it <laughs> so it was easy. Yeah. Um. So one of the things I'm curious about, Araj, when you said the music in four was the best, what particularly made you think that? I did. The, now I do want to say the, the training montage. Music. Training montage. Training so, montage music. Remember when I did that jazz gig a ways yeah. back? 
we opened the thing with that. Oh. It was two keyboard players, me playing guitar, and we killed it, dude. It was so rad. That is rad. That's so cool. Yeah. And one thing I do want to say about Rocky, man, is you can't underplay enough the contribution of Bill Conti as the composer. Oh. And with Gonna Fly Now and like how groundbreaking that was to open with the brass. And it sounds mm-hmm. like it's going to be your standard orchestral movie score. And then you've got drums, a guitar and the, the, the choral thing in there. That's killer. And I would urge anybody who's interested in that sort of thing, go listen to uh, David W. Collins, the soundtrack show. Listen to the episode about Bill Conti, about Rocky. And uh, it's really neat, man, the way he breaks down what's going on in there. That, it, that soundtrack gets me goosebumps every time I hear it. I mean, er, er, the multiple songs on Rocky one, um, mm-hmm. not just the theme, but there's the other one with the bell. You know what I mean? The, uh, which one is that one? The one that less the one that um, Biggie and and Diddy used for Victory with. Um, I think it's called Victory. Is it's that actually it's titled Victory? If I'm not mistaken, the the, the song is the, uh, on the Notorious. Yeah, the Biggie that is called Victory. No, but what called, is the original? I think it's actually called Victory. Oh, oh the original is called Victory from Bill yeah, Conti. So. Oh, that's cool. I think yeah, that one. That one's wrong. epic, man. That one's it's so always going to be living in America for me. Oh, that was fantastic. That was really good. That's all I got. <laughs> How about uh, Hearts on Fire? That's the Stallone's brother that did that one, right? Oh, For, was that Rocky Four or Rocky Three? No, that, that wasn't. That was from Rocky Four, but I thought that, that was Survivor or something. Was it? I I, I know Stallone's brother did one mm-hmm. and it became a yeah. hit. Um. Well, it's a on. deep dive into Rocky. That's why I wanted yeah. to bring it up. Yeah, I didn't realize it was going to get like this. Oh yeah, I would have done some research. Come on, we're all around the same age That's, bracket. Rocky uh, is a major part of our life. Like, um, hang on, where is it? <laughs> it really is. John Cafferty. John Cafferty. Fire. Oh, what did uh, what did Stallone's brother do? Hearts on fire. When he gets in his Lamborghini and he goes off and he's having visions of him and Apollo training. Right? It's like a montage of the montages. Correct. Burning He's driving like 90 miles an hour down the street. Was it Burning Heart? Burning Heart? You got a burning yeah. heart. Uh, that's it. Burning Heart. No, yeah. Burning Heart was the training scene, right? Yeah. Ah, ah. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a good soundtrack, man. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to listen to it on my way to work tomorrow. I'm actually uh, pumped to listen to that. I am. I'm going to put my convertible down, dude. I'm going to rock that shit down Huntington Beach, down PCH. We're gonna burn it hot, and then I'm gonna play that. that <laughs> Burning hard with Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. Which one did Stallone's brother do? They did what? Maybe he didn't do anything. No, he did. He had. Yeah. Um, he had remember the one. guys standing around the uh, uh, the fire. Frank Stallone, right? Yeah. Take me back. Oh yes, yes. Take you back. The guy singing the acapella around the yes barrel right. fire. He wrote that. Oh yeah. Um, okay. And pushing from Rocky Three. Ooh, pushing, pushing real good. <laughs> no, wrong, wrong song, wrong song. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit show of a podcast! But this has been uh, honestly, it's been fun for us. Sorry for the listeners, but hopefully, hopefully, you guys had fun. I don't really have a. Oh wait, Miss Marvel, let's do it. 
You guys want to watch the Miss Marvel trailer? I do because I haven't really watched it. So um, let's check out Miss Marvel and uh, I want to get your takes on this. Love the use of the song. I like the. Okay, so first off, I just want to say letters or whatever I mm-hmm. word balloons. You get what? Yeah, I, I think she's really cool. Kamala, Kamala, another adventure shirt. Cute. She thinks I'm some kind oh, of weirdo. You were weirdo. Boys. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of on my shirt. Sorry. But you're staring at the window in your little fantasy land. That's awesome. That's really cool. Kamala, hey. Already? Really? Come on. Like, do I have to figure out my whole future before launch or like? Oh, a little Maybe sass for frass. Right. I spend too much time. I like that. In fantasy land. Mm-hmm. Very cool. That is not you. It's not really the brown girls from Jersey City. You save the world. Now is that? Oh. That's a fantasy too. Is that her outfit, or is she wearing Captain Marvel for fun? She's wearing like a Captain Marvel costume. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. why? Did you hear something? Come on, love. What does it love feel like? Song. Oh, I love the version of this song, yeah. I always thought I wanted this kind of life, but I never imagined any of this. Do you know what you are? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, I, I got goosebumps. Yeah, it was. I'm oh, so that's a cool shot. Oh, the scarf. Final costume. Yeah. That's her yeah. With the scarf. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, um, I like that they are hitting the the mid like the teenage genre because mm-hmm. that's something that they've been missing really. Um, and I like what they're representing. I mean, especially for someone from the Middle East to see someone. That could be a superhero. That's fucking rad, man. I I, I dig it. It's gonna be cool. Is yeah. Pakistani Middle Eastern. It's right next to Iran and Afghanistan. Actually, it could be considered Asia. Uh, the whole Middle East is considered Asia as well. Okay, I thought it was still a little closer to Asia. You want to question my fucking I'm just Middle asking, East fucking man, knowledge? India's India people from India considered Asian. I'm just asking. How do you man. know Pakistan? All that, so because I'm Sicilian, bro. I don't know if you know that. Oh, okay. That'd be- Okay, uh, just checking, man. That's all. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. You can be an asshole. No problem. Uh, <laughs> What'd you think about the uh, the trailer, dickhead? Ah, me first. <laughs> just, huh? just, just kidding. God. <laughs> well, I'll answer it. I still liked it. It was awesome. Uh, it, like you said, the teenage thing is good, and so far we're we could be getting a team, quite possibly. Uh, we got Kate Bishop. We have uh, now we have Kamala Khan. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, and we're gonna we, get. Um, Iron Heart uh, is coming. Yeah, right. Iron Heart. Uh, if if I think they're trying to have uh, an America Chavez, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and then also um, yeah. if they take Elijah from uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, he's he's a patriot, if I'm not mistaken. Oh Could be shit! Wrong. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was happening. So 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 this back. is building up. So are we going to see King Tom? Do we see Miss Marvel in? comics with the avengers or are they are they the young avengers like les was saying are they doing their own young thing or are they mixed in with the big characters both both okay I mean, yeah in in her series that you know they they would you'd see wolverine you'd see carol danvers um but then she was also in with the is it the young avengers or the champions 
I think it's the champ. I think it was the champions because it's yeah. the Young Avengers is a different roster. I think it's just younger versions, right? Of everyone, or I know that uh, Wiccan and Speed and Hulkling and just a whole bunch of younger characters are on their way, and they're they're all over the place. They all interact together. Even Squirrel Girl, if I'm not mistaken, too. Wick, yeah. Wick, Wiccan and Speed are they uh, Wanda's kids? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, we've seen them too. Oh shit. Okay. Cool. We might. Ooh. There's yeah, a whole. Could, that's yeah, a, yeah. yeah. That could happen. Boo, what'd you think of it? An amalgamation of the two teams. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I liked it. Uh, you know, it's the we always gravitate or attach ourselves to superheroes growing up because we saw them growing up, and it's always the the cost of it of being a superhero as a teenager. What you're already going through as a teenager, which is obvious for her, you know, she's she's daydreaming, you know, she's daydreaming being coming a superhero, you know, trying to figure out school life, home life, um, boys, you know, friends, things like that. And then you toss in the wanting and the becoming a superhero and what that costs. That's always that's always a interesting journey for any hero because you know we, we see these heroes as adults you know and they're like yeah they got to make these big time decisions that's great but they're adults they've lived a you know a certain chunk of life then you have you know then you have her coming in and trying to still figure shit out so that's always interesting to see and uh and she just seems like every other kid just out there daydreaming trying to figure shit out you know and i love the question that she had so am i supposed to figure out life before lunch or do i get more time <laughs> right that's cool that. Love yeah, that because cool. that's that's all that was all of us. So yeah, yeah. No, I I, I dug it. I think it's gonna look cool. I think it's gonna yeah. have um, that. We saw a glimpse of it from the Wandavision with uh, Monica Rambeau. That kind of, I guess, cosmic or like star power kind of thing going on, where where it's it's the like space colors. I don't know, purples and the and the pinks and the stuff like that. So I, I think it's gonna be a a visually a cool looking show. So yeah, no, I'm excited. What's it, what's her abilities? Like what so, what does she do? In the comics, it's a lot like Mr. Fantastic where well, she not she can stretch, but she also can change the size of her body. Oh. And so this purple whatever she's doing in in the trailer, that's not from the comics. That's a whole new thing. No. Although we do see her and she calls it embiggening. We do see her mm. like hand embiggening once. Um which looked cool. So yeah, and some people are saying they shouldn't change her pow- powers, but I say if it works and it's well done, then it works. Shang Chi well, was changed. The rings were changed. So like mm-hmm, things are yeah. being changed and it's working. So let let them fucking do well, their thing. Well, the the thing is, is it's easier to do these things in in the actual comic books because her powers are kind of like apocalypse. He can change his mm, body yeah. density and he can stretch. Okay. You still have Mister Fantastic who can do that. Every in comics, it's easy to just have varying levels of what mm-hmm. they can do. Almost everyone has almost the same skill set. There's only a few unique, unique, unique characters. And even some of them, like how many people have a healing factor all of a sudden? It was mm-hmm. like just Wolverine. Now all of a sudden there's so many characters that just have some type of healing. Uh, but you got to also remember they're bringing Mr. Fantastic to the MCU at some point. Yeah. And it would be a little weird to have because people are going to be a little upset when they see the same exact powers 
you know, and they're going, well, that's so stupid. It's no, they're both like that. What do we have? Think about what happened when Icarus popped on screen for Eternals. How many people just immediately said, that looks like Superman. It's a rip off of Superman. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's just how it's, you got to make it unique or people are just not going to care about it. Like, it's just something that you got to do to separate things. And then there's always something people are going to complain about. It's always something. That is true. Randy, what'd you think about it, man? Yeah, no, there is. People are always going to complain about something. He's right. Oh, the, sh- th- oh the show. The show. The yeah. Show, the show looks good, dude. <laughs> um, I, I don't know that much about Miss Marvel. And what I do know mainly comes from that video game. And they did a really good version of Kamala Khan. So I, it's, it's kind of hard to get on board with this one just on the onset. I'm sure once the show starts, it'll grow on me. But I, I do like the visual style, like the stuff they uh, front load in the uh, trailer. Trailer? With yeah. All the, uh, it looks like Scott Pilgrim stuff. Yeah, it kind of yeah. has that little vibe to it. And the sh- some of the shots are really stylized. I like that. But uh, it's tough to get a vibe of how an actual episode is going to play out. But I'm obviously excited. I like what the character is. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to learn more about the character. Eric, what's your take? I'm the same as Randy. I'm not super familiar with the character. I dug the 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 way it was shot. I like all this stuff at the beginning. And Scott Pilgrim was the first thing I thought of. Uh, I I don't know, man. That's just that sort of quirkiness is is my bag. Um, I'm excited to see it. I know that it's, I'm at the high level of like Falcon Winter Soldier by any stretch, but sure, I sure. want to check it out. And maybe it'll end up being one of my favorite ones. Yeah, and also Moon Knight's coming out in a couple weeks. So get ready for that. Yeah. That should be completely different than this one. Feel <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, but there you go. There is Miss Marvel. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out and tuning in to 293 the countdown to 300 is on the train man it's rolling um, we will um, be here uh, for I don't know whatever I'll get this part out Eric where can people find you my friend uh, you can find me on my other podcast the bad motivators and you can follow me on Twitter for my once a month tweets about Taylor Swift or uh, now Avril Lavigne her new album is pretty neat Oh, uh, she has a new one, huh? Yeah, it came out last month. And there's a song on there called Avalanche. And the way she pronounces Avalanche is the best because she says Avalanche. It's like oh, I'm running launch. from it. Avalanche. Yeah, it's very, very good. Those Canadians. She's Canadian, correct? Yeah. Did you know, I, I just found out, did you know that there is a uh, conspiracy theory that like uh, Avril Lavigne's been replaced by a different person? Just the same way they did with really? like, Paul McCartney? Hmm. Really? really? I didn't know that. What I've what's been doing the... like this deep dive lately on like uh like storytellers, like YouTube influencers, like stuff that's way out of my age range to see what's what. And Avril Lavigne, that conspiracy theory is actually has like traction. It's like their generation's version of it. Wow. That's crazy. It's just funny to me that someone would replace Avril Lavigne. Dude, I that's wild. Well, I will tell you this: her voice is just as uh, like punchy and high as it was back when for Skater Boy. Yeah, no, she shouldn't have that voice, but they replaced her with someone who. I wondered if that was the impetus behind the 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 conspiracy theory. All right, guys, I think that wraps up this episode. King Tom Chansky, King of All Pods. Where can people find you? 
You can find me tweeting out recipes from my uh, podcast co-hosts on Twitter at Tom Chansky <laughs> and on Patreon shows for Blue Harvest, well Steel Wars, and the Bad Motivators. <laughs> Boo, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Seth List Boo. Less is more. Where can people find you? <coughs> at Less is More 78, I think it is, on Twitter. Thumbs mm-hmm. up, he is showing me. Randy, yeah. you're a good guy. Thank you. Eric, where can people find you? You know what? Just follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers. I tweet maybe twice a week. Guys, you can catch me at the Sith List and uh, probably still editing this podcast because of all the crazy shit that went down in the background. Please tune in to episode number 294 next week right here on the Sith List. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's here, then we might as well shine together. Better now than never, business before pleasure, P. Diddy and the fam, who you know do it better. Yeah, right, no matter what, be airtight. So when you hear something, make sure you hear it right. Don't make an ass out of yourself by assuming our music keeps you moving. What are you chewing? You know that I'm two levels above you, baby. Hug me, baby. I'ma make you love me, baby. Talking crazy ain't gonna get you nothing but choke. And that jealousy is only gonna leave you broke. So the only thing left now is God for these cats. And baby, you know you're too hard for these cats. I'ma win cause I'm too smart for these cats while they making up facts. Uh, in the commission, you ask for permission to hit him He don't like me, him and wild wife, he was with him You heard of us, the murderers, most shady Been on the low lately, the feds hate me The sun is they say my killing's too blatant You hesitate me, I'm in your mama crib waiting Not taping, your fam, destiny lays in my hands Get lays in my waist Francis, M to the is H phenomenal Gun rest under your vest, body of domino so I can buy a few cars Then I kick a few flows So I can pick a few holes Excellence is my presence Never tense, never hesitate Even make a bit real quick, real sick Wrong nights, I perform like Mike Anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson Action, back guns, ridiculous And I'm quick to bust If my ends you touch Kids a girl you touch In this world I clutch Two auto, matos Used to call me fatso Now you call me Castro My rap flows, militant Y'all faggots ain't killing shit Oops, Cristal, keep spilling shit You overdid it, Holmes You in the danger zone You shouldn't be alone Hold hands and say it like me The most shady Frankie, baby Fantastic Graphic Trying to make dough Like Jurassic Parked in Pick the spark kids who start shit See me, only me The underboss of this Holocaust Truly yours, Frank White I got the real life shit From front to back To the people in the world Where the fuck you at? Where my niggas is at? Where my niggas is at? Where the fuck my bitches at? Where my bitches is at? We got the real live shit from front to back To my people in the world, where the fuck you at? Where my niggas is at? Where my niggas is at? Where the fuck my bitches at? Where my bitches is at? Put your money on the table and get your math on Break it down, split it up, get your laugh on See you later, dog. I'ma get my stash on There's a bag full of money that I get my ass on I never lose the passion to go platinum Said I live it up to all the cash gone Ain't that funny? Only use plastic Crafted to make classics Hotter than acid PD Blowing on your tape of CD The billboard killer No team killer The famo Ammo is every channel We been hot for a long time Burning like a candle What you can do is check your distribution My song from the Houston Like Scarface the Booster You 
ain't got it like me You just mad cause I tell her how it is And you tell her how it might be We got be. this shit mapped tight Brass knuckles and flashlights The heaters and the two-seaters With two meters Senoritas Kiss rings when you meet us B-Diddy run the city Show no pity I'm the witty one French the crook from the brook Maddie broke the neck of your coat connect No respect Squeeze off to all y'all diminish Shootouts for 20 minutes Until we finish Then it's to the loot Escape in the coupe Break bread with the kiss Panero, chic loose Black Rob join the mob It ain't no replacing him Niggas step up We just macing them Placing them in funerals Criminals turn the vows to Brick City Nobody come off like P. Diddy Business wise, I play men Hot money on the island came in Y'all just betray men, you spray men Opposition, competition of a day in the life Of the commission I got some real live shit From front to back To my niggas in the world Where the fuck you at? Where my niggas is at? Where my niggas is at? Where the fuck my bitches at? Where my bitches is at? We got some real live shit Rocky, please don't go to Mars and fight the Martian. I gotta do what I gotta do. But there's no oxygen on Mars. Yeah? That means there's no oxygen for him either. That Martian wants a fight, he'll get a fight. You can't win, Rock! You 